it. I was sitting in a petrol station last night and I was calming and oh mother of god the window got tapped three <laughs> times in ten minutes. They are That mad. was the one lad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 they're mental about it, yeah. That's Don't go to rock. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode. The bombshell news that Michael Murphy was retiring from uh, intercounty Gaelic football slightly overshadowed the other big news that was confirmed yesterday when Lee Gannon did press to confirm that Pat Gilroy is now again part of the Dublin backroom team. Paul Caffrey, the former Dublin manager, is with us. Paul, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, Jared. How are you? This had kind of been rumbling around the ether for the last month and a half and um, I think, uh, in fairness, Pat Nolan was the first person to put it to print in the Mirror last week or maybe 10 days ago at this stage and then it was officially confirmed um, by Lee Gannon or semi-officially confirmed that Pacquiao is back in. We don't know what he's going to do. What do you think he's going to do? Yeah, look, uh, the first thing you have to say, I, I think it's great news from a Dublin fan point perspective. Uh, Pat obviously... Uh, still has the enthusiasm and the want and desire to get back involved with Dublin. Uh, I probably think that like Pat took over after me, changed things around, did a fantastic job, won the All Ireland in 2011. Uh, would be disappointed, I would think, with their exit in 2012 against Mayo in a semi final, and then stepped down. Uh, but look, he he had laid the huge build the blocks, the stones uh, for what happened over the next seven eight years. Uh, Dublin gone on to win six of the next eight All-Irelands um, so it, it was phenomenal stuff in, in, in terms of what happens uh, he obviously threw his hat him at the hurlers for a while uh, business commitments didn't let him st- stay at that for too long but um, you know he, he, once a guy has a desire uh, and has that ability and that uh, esteem uh, and Pat would be you know, talking to the players over the years, like they, they would have really liked Pat uh, in terms of his style, his no-nonsense style, what he brought to the table. Uh, and then, look, I, I would think from Desi's perspective, there would have been a, sort of a, a lot of soul-searching, uh, like betting the last two semi-finals, And he, he might have come to the realisation himself that, look, maybe he needed to shake things up at the top table and, and bring in other people um, and, and this seems to be the way with the new modern management teams that you know it, it's always about surrounding yourself with the best people and, and if Pat was available and willing to come on board uh, well I think his, his CV is right up there and uh, I think himself and Desi are obviously long time mates have a, have a soldier together in 95 to win an All-Ireland uh, they would have been in, it's in contact I would think all the time over the years and uh, I, I think it's a really good move for Dublin what exactly his role would be there, I, I don't know. And, and, and maybe it's not the only change that the players will see come 2023. Um, like You look at the brave move that Jack O'Connor made, bringing in Paddy Talley, um, you, you know, someone from outside, uh, just to, to, to freshen things up and, and the reward that Kerry got from that. So, so it wouldn't shock me to see somebody else being added to the ticket further down the line, but... I would think that look, Pat will bring a, ba- a vast amount of experience, knowledge, uh, and know-how, and obviously, look, a hugely successful businessman. Uh, and himself and Desi, you know, a fresh pair of eyes and ears on the scene. It can only be good news for Dublin. I- I add that into the fact with Jack Mack and Paul Mannion declaring themselves available for 2023. I-, I think it's been a good, good, good few weeks for Dublin GA. Yeah, it's uh, it is like a superhero movie where you know 
wild carrier off celebrating and on their team holiday and picking up their player of the year gongs and doing the tour around the schools the dubs are like in the gym and the rocky music is blaring <laughs> yeah look I, I I think a lot of these guys you know you take the, the, the Brian Fenton's and Kieran Kilkenny's and they're really only used to winning dress rooms for so long and then uh, maybe a bit of hurt has come into it you know James McCarthy's getting married again in uh, December a lot of people might have thought well you know it, it'd be hard for James and Mick Fitz and even Johnny Cooper to soldier on it might be time for them to, to dust down and, and, and go back to the clubs and into retirement or whatever but no there, there's a very defined message there that look um, you know the, the hurts that maybe it, it finally was not so much Tyrone beating Mayo two years ago, but maybe Kerry this year coming and sticking their chests out and saying we're back, uh, and that might be just the final bit of hurt that th- this group needed to say, you know, let's shake it up here, let's let let's roll it out for one more year, and if Desi sees that he's going to improve the top table and the players feel that they have a little bit more to give, I, I think Dublin could be a dangerous animal this year. Um, I, I know the bookies have tightened it in the last in the last couple of weeks, and really it's Dublin and Kerry at the top, and, and, and then it's it's the rest a good bit down the field. So um, I, I just think it's made twenty twenty three a little bit more interesting. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about egos on on the show this morning, uh, Pillar, and, and like I guess for some for some managers being a being a, the head the head man, then coming back in as someone in the back room will be tough to do. But then we've seen a lot of it re- in recent years. Stephen Rochford comes to mind as someone who went in with yeah. Donny Gall and Liam Sheedy was in even in at the Monaghan footballers. Yeah. It seems to be more a more common thing, and, and clearly something that Pat is is quite up for. Yeah, and look, you know, I, I don't think in terms of ego and in terms of. If you surround yourself with quality people, you know, as manager, your job is to listen to them and draw out of them what you can. Uh, you know, okay, somebody has the final say at the end of the day, but um, you know, the, the, the more expert teas you have around the top table, I think it, it, it'll only benefit. And I, I don't think people are saying how can Pat come back and him having been manager or whatever. Pat will easily slide back in there and. Uh, Without assuming the role of banished or he'll still have a huge say in, in in what's going on there, and he he you know he'll add value to the whole ticket, and I, I think that you know everybody will be quite comfortable with that. I think the players will be excited uh, about it, and <clears throat> Desi has obviously thought this through and, and said, yeah, you know what, this is going to help Dublin be a better team in twenty twenty three, and let's go for it, and. I, I'd imagine there have been lots of meetings between Desi and Pat and, and maybe the rest of the extended management team to see how the best fit is going forward and, and how to facilitate this. And um, as I said, it wouldn't shock me you know, to, to see that maybe there might be somebody else managed to get, added to the actual ma- uh, training ticket. Um, and, and that's where it's at. You know, you see Kevin Mulch being announced going down to Cork to give a dig out there. And, and, and this is what it is. If you can get somebody who is... You know, and Pat would have the expertise of, you know, taking a team and moulding them and getting them over the line and seeing the hurt that comes from losing semi-finals, which these guys now have in the dressing room, and then shaping that. You know, and Desi has his All-Ireland senior title under his belt in, in, in the, 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 the 2020 Christmas All-Ireland. And, uh, you know, Desi has invested an awful lot into this group with his minor days and 21 days and, I think Desi would feel himself as his unfinished business. And, and, you know, I think it's a great line from Desi in terms of, you know, he's leaving no stone unturned. Uh, and it's a big move by Desi and a brave move by Desi. And 
Um, I, I, yeah. I think he'll benefit I, Dublin. I think he deserves a lot of credit for it because on the other side of the ego thing, you know, people wondered about Pat and him parking his ego to the point where he's uh, going to not be the main man and that's not usual for him at all but from Desi's perspective it's like yeah I, I do think that we can be better by bringing people on board and it kind of gets rid of all of the conversation around Desi from some of the Dublin fans a small minority who are like oh you know uh, he only took Peter's team and, or sorry he only took um, Jim Gavin's team and and yeah. won the All-Ireland with that like he has literally as you say left no stone unturned and it shows an absence of ego on his part that he wants the greater good yeah, no, and I, I think that's a very valid point. Uh, and, you know, I, I would give massive credit to Desi for, for, for being big enough uh, and honest enough uh, to, to say, yeah, look, hang on, this is about improving Dublin. And this is about, you know, can Dublin win the All-Ireland in 2023? They're down Division 2. They will get a chance to rebuild uh, and blood players. And I think it, 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 with Jack Mack and uh, Paul Mannion going back into the fray, all of a sudden, you know, instead of the <clears throat> little bit of doom that was settling around and I'll carry her back in and they'll probably do three or four in a row and, uh, you know, maybe the next pretenders or next contenders are, you know, Galway if they keep building or whatever, that maybe Dublin are going to slip away nicely quietly now after being so dominant for the last 10 years. All of a sudden now there's a little pep in the step again and say, you know what, uh, th- this is a brave, bold move by Desi Farrell. Uh, it's to be applauded uh, and... Uh, why wouldn't you want Pat Gilroy to come on board in, in any capacity uh, to improve things? You, you, you mentioned there that you wouldn't be surprised if um, there was further additions being made to the backroom team. Uh, do you think it's possible that somebody from outside the county might join or is that off the agenda? I, I would think probably off the agenda. I, I think, you know, it, it, like even I, in, in my years, you know, you're all the time looking to see is there somebody outside that will add value. You know, I, I brought in the likes of Ski Wade as a defensive coach, Kieran Duff as a forwards coach. So you are looking to add to your ticket in terms of, you know, you're the manager, and I had selectors in in Paul Clark and and uh, Davy Billings and, and Brian Talty. But like, you know, you you do have the the, the remit, you do have the the the, the permission to to add. Uh, whatever way you like and see fit in terms of uh, adding to your ticket and, and I, I just think that's that's part of the evolution of management uh, and particularly now you're always looking for look is there somebody else out there that can add that value and you know there's guys that have retired recently that say involved Butchie Daly was was back involved there Kevin McMenon was back involved so Desi, Desi is obviously evolving this and building uh, and getting guys back involved that why you don't see them as frontliners that they're, they're there behind the scenes doing the work uh, so so I, I think this is still could be a change in picture going forward and there still could be um, you know adjustments uh, but it's exciting it's exciting for Dublin fans it's exciting for Dublin football and I think it's exciting for the 2023 championship Dublin and Kerry aren't going to meet in the National League so you know we're not going to have that uh, visual early in the year and um you know, we have the prospect of that happening later in, in 2023 in the championship. Yeah, it's going to build the tension uh, as long if we can delay it for as long as possible and then hopefully get it a couple of times. That would be an uh, ideal scenario. I did want to ask you about Michael Murphy and his retirement before uh, we wrap this up here. Um, you know, Murphy's career, from the very second he arrived as a senior footballer, he was heralded as a kind of saviour of Donegal football and he delivered the whole way through, which is very, very difficult in a county that had been as starved of success as Donegal were for him 
to hit the, the heady heights and carry the burden of being captain and best player into every single game, basically from the time he was 18 to the last game he retired after. Yeah, look, Jerry, it's right to acknowledge, you know, one of the greats of the game, um, Michael Murphy. And, and, and like when you talk about Pat Gilroy and, and Desi Park and their, their, their egos and all, like what what a humble guy anybody who's ever met Michael Murphy or been in his company like what a humble guy he is uh, I, m- I remember when they were in college uh, he was up in DCU and going up to see a Freshers final um, so they were first year college and it was the big talk of Dublin there was going to be a great game up in DCU it was uh, DCU were playing uh, and Michael Murphy was obviously playing full forward and uh, Aidan O'Shea was playing for his college uh, I think he was DIT yeah so it was this big game, a massive crowd up in DCU on a winter's November day or whatever. And it actually turned out it was a strong breeze as they're up in this, this time of the year. And the two of them ended up marking each other at midfield. Uh, and like, what a tussle. But there was only one winner. And, and it, it was the Donegal man. And I, I think from that day on, us people in Dublin look at him and saying, right, this guy is really special. This guy is really, really special. Then, you know, um, he, he got Donegal to an All-Ireland under-21 All-Ireland final down Breckley Park he played the dubs uh, Jimmy McGuinness was manager of that 21 team and Jim Gavin was manager of the of the Dublin team and fantastic game it was up there and uh, James McCarthy would have been playing for Dublin that day and a host of other fellas that went on to, 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 to do great things but Donegal got a penalty near the end of the game and Michael Murphy stepped up and he cracked it off the crossbar and hit it so hard that it came out beyond 30 yards and was cleared and Dublin won the game by a point or two. I remember looking at him on the pitch after. He was absolutely devastated. And he was still only a kid at this stage. And then, as you rightly say, look, week in, week out, you know, he turned up for Donegal. He turned up any time I went to see DCU playing. He was phenomenal. He was never ordinary when you'd see him playing. He was just phenomenal. You know, I remember the, the 2006 All-Ireland final uh, was it they bet Mayo and the game was just over after 10 minutes uh, you know Michael Murphy had just turned it on inside and full forward Mayo had no answer and <clears throat> Donegal had laid the foundation so it just uh, absolutely it, it was a pleasure watching him uh, and like what a career F- 15 years um, I know he struggled in the last year or two with injuries and look that's what happened when you put in that that groundwork of hard work, uh, you know, and, and uh, like he, he, he was, you know, his list of achievements, like between Sigerson and uh, five Ulster titles and his All Ireland's, and, and be, as you said, being the talisman captain for, for so long of Donegal and, and expected and delivering to be the best player every time he went out for him. So uh, we won't see the likes from him again. And, and, and to do it, you know, in a period where Donegal uh, were up and down, we're striving, we're, we're, we're you know, winning Ulster titles, were getting knocked out. Were, 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 like he just a fantastic career that he had for uh, and, and what he gave. And uh, best of luck to him. And uh, he's definitely a guy you'll see in management in the future. You know, I think he's dipped his toe already in the colleges, uh, Sigerson scene, and uh, you, you can imagine him being much sought after further down the road. It's a terrible question to ask anyone, Pillar, but like in terms of the greatest Donegal footballers of all time, and you'll have remembered that that uh, class of '92 as well up in Donegal. Yeah. But where does he rank? Do you think? Uh, for me, for me, he's number one. You know what I mean? I, I, I go back to remember Seamus Bonner uh, being a brilliant fourteen for for Donegal, and then look at that class of '92 and, and you know McHugh and, and and these boys that were brilliant on that. Uh, but no, look at the. 
Uh, and he played with some great footballers himself. Uh, but no, for, for, for me, there was none better than, than, than Michael Murphy that the ever wore the Donegal jersey. Paul, great stuff. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Cheers. Good luck, lads. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.